What's up, everybody? Hello, New York. We are back. And we are your co-hosts. I'm Caitlin, Katie, or Kate at this point. Not sure what you're calling me. And I'm Mars. Um, So this week's episode is definitely one of our favorites um, that we recorded. You guys are going to love it. We recorded an interview with the foodie magician, um, Josh Beckerman. I met Josh this past summer out in the Hamptons at a music festival, and he started doing these tricks, and I swear people weren't even, it was a Kygo concert, like people were not even listening to the music, they were more into his tricks, because it's actually insane. I remember when I was like, oh, how's the concert? You were like, it was so good, I met foodie magician he's so cool and she sent me no videos from the concert yeah she sent me a picture of you sent me a picture of you and one of like our really best friends from high school that she ran into and then three videos of foodie doing magic tricks yeah on your family members he came to my aunt's house before and it was so funny because we're all sitting there it's like a barbecue and he walks in and he was he had a cast on his foot and my aunt is like who is this man who just strolled into my house with a cast on? Like, is he lost? And he walks in and he was friends with um, one of our friends who was out in the backyard. Like all the men were out sitting outside barbecuing. All the women were sitting in the kitchen. And he, instead of like going outside to see his friend, he just comes straight into the kitchen and starts doing tricks. And we were all like, oh my God. And then all the men see what's going on. They all come inside and we're all just sitting around the kitchen table and he's Doing the most in, like, I, I literally can't even put it into words. That's why, like, when I told you I met him, I just send you videos because it was mind-blowing. Like, it's crazy. He's You'll really see a few talented. Tricks. We had him do a couple on the spot via Zoom so you don't get the full effect, but he, my mind was blown. Yeah, he's extremely talented. Highly recommend. You can follow him on Instagram. You can hire him for your private parties. He was in the New York Times. He's a New Yorker, which we love. Yep. And he knows a lot about New York, specifically the food scene. He knows like every single good restaurant. Like the reason why I recommend following him on Instagram, especially if you're in New York, is he goes to a lot of cool spots that aren't, you know, the super, super well-known trendy restaurants more local spots that he finds that are notorious for the food, which is cool. Like, yeah, I mean, he does a mix. Yeah. But the place he just sent uh, Mars and I, um, Shin East was so good. It's an omakase spot. He knew we both liked sushi. So during our interview, actually, he um, recommended Shin East to us and we went last night and it was so good. Great bang for your buck. It's like very small, no tables, just a sushi bar. It was amazing. Every single piece was amazing. And it's $69 for the 12-piece omakase. Which omakase is, oh my God, that's beyond a steal. Especially for that quality. Like there's yeah. definitely spots in the city that are more affordable that don't hit or they're just very simple. Right. And that one, like it was Every, every piece was right. amazing. Yeah, that different. one wasn't, yeah. It was very good. Highly, highly recommend. Shin East. Shin East. <laughs> That's definitely our food of the week. In terms of fitness and wellness, we tried a new workout class. Shout out to Kim Merstein from Excuse My Grandma. We actually interviewed Kim and Grandma Gail from Excuse My Grandma, if, if you know them. Yeah. If you don't, follow them. They're hilarious. They're so funny. They're 
definitely follow their TikTok. They're hilarious, and they also have a podcast. But she recommended um, we try No Far Method, and Katie and I both love Pilates, Reformer Pilates. So we do a lot of SLT and Solid Core, which is a mega former. This was a Cadillac. Cadillac and a Reformer, not a half, mega former. Yeah, half Cadillac, then half on the Reformer. It's is just that not a regular me- Reformer. It's a regular Reformer. It's not a mega Reformer. Reformer. Hard workout, but like you don't want to die. This one was really nice. And it has a salt rock wall. wall. The studio was cool. And also, if you've never done Reformer Pilates, I, like we've Our never done. Rocked. He was so good, and we've never done um, the Cadillac. And that's the one that. It honestly looks like an S&M machine. Like there are oh my God, furry handcuffs literally hanging from the top. Okay. You had said that when we were walking in and then like when we, we like warmed up, we were like standing when he was like, okay, get on your back and like lay on the Cadillac thing. All I could think about was 50 shades of gray. Yeah. I was thinking of like billions. Oh yeah. That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> it was crazy. He's like, put your hands in the fuzzy things. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> wait. But yeah, we love no far. Fashion. Fashion. Tennis bracelets. I feel like and necklaces. Yeah, dime anything diamond is making such a comeback. And what's Listen, cool? Diamonds never go out of style. Yeah, the girl's best friend. But I feel like there was but, just like the past few years. It's been chunky gold jewelry yes, has yes. been the thing, and now I really feel like diamonds and like emerald is like yeah, such a thing. Everybody's like obsessed. But what's cool is we were saying like. Obviously, diamonds are extremely expensive. Um, so there's a lot of dupes, which is cool. Like Adina's jewels. Adina's is good. They have really good ones. Uh, M Jewelers. Has Do they a, have diamonds? They make really good dupes. So obviously, like, I would recommend buy, especially if you're wearing it every day and, like, you don't want to lose a real diamond tennis bracelet. So like Kim Kardashian. Losing exactly. Her I feel like that's definitely a fashion trend that is here to stay. Yeah. And no, it's you're very so right. easy to find dupes. Even if you if you want, actually they make now. I had researched it like around Christmas time. I know what you're gonna say. Like factory yeah. made diamonds. <laughs> it's crazy. So it's like factory They're made real diamonds. diamonds. But it is cheaper. Like yeah. that's I'd say an in-between. Like Well, because they're not real. They're name made in a factory. They're not yeah, but they're diamonds. But they have like clarity and like they're in between, like a, an M and a Dinas, and then like yeah. if you're gonna go to a really good jeweler. Yeah, like, like they, they're higher. They're a few then, hundred or they can be like thousand, but yeah. Whereas like a Dinas jewels like is like fifty bucks. fifty dollars. Yeah. So it's like right in the middle. Yeah. So if you want something that's better quality, or you can even get like real gold or real silver setting and then the the diamond or whatever could be fake. That's definitely a fashion trend that we both love. For fun, we're something we've been doing, I feel like, a lot this year. Like, I feel like we haven't really been going out, out, like, no. clubs and dancing. No, we really haven't. I feel like we've been sitting at bars. Bars at restaurants or at at hotels. Yeah, not like a dive bar. Like yeah. We're like, going, yeah. Like, so we went to St. Theo's. So we went for dinner and it was such a vibe. And then for my birthday, I like didn't want to do anything crazy. So I was just like, okay, everybody go here and we'll just have drinks. But St. Theo's is where we ended up going. That was not the original plan. That was where we ended up going. I didn't think like at five o'clock it was going to be anything because they no. open at five o'clock. And within like 20 minutes, it was packed. I, I was meeting Caitlin because I was like home and she was like, we're going to St. Yeah, Theo's. Down there. And I was like, right now, like it's, it's so a early. dinner spot. Yeah. 
very quickly it turned into literally i think within 20 minutes every seat at the bar was taken yeah and here's like a hack because it is very hard to get a reservation there Go so yeah just go at like five six o'clock get a seat at the bar you can order food at the bar if you want to go eat or like sit at the bar and wait for a table to free up and if there is one you're the first one there to snag it um I definitely recommend it was like such a vibe and their drinks are amazing and that leads us into our fad which is perfect because we are both on the dirty martini fad it is a fad it's such a fad it's like I the first time I ever had dirty martinis was sophomore year of college I was at a wedding and this guy was like oh I'm Order, he was like, oh, let me get a dirty martini. And at the time, I was drinking vodka sodas. And <laughs> he was like, wait, what was the vodka we would drink like crazy Svetka. in college? No, 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 no. I used to drink Svetka. No, I was introduced to it at BC when I would come visit you. Svetka. That's the only thing we used to drink. No, we like went through a huge What? Phase. The one DJ Khaled used to do? Ciroc. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was like a red bottle and a green bottle. Yeah. But no, we loved Svetka. But I... Ew was like what's a dirty martini and he was like it's if you like olives like and vodka you're bound to like it I was like perfect and I drank them all night and I was loving it but then I went back to college and like you're where not- am I gonna find a dirty martini at <laughs> you're a house walk party? Into a party hey can you make me a dirty martini but so then I stopped drinking them and then I switched over to te- tequila when we graduated and now dirty martinis are such a thing I like hot take I like them with gin a lot I don't like, I don't like gin. So like, I don't mind them with either, but I actually like them with gin, farmer's gin to be specific. I like, I get dirty martinis with kettle one. Another hack is having go somewhere. Like if they chill the cups, like the martini glasses, like St. Theo's, the glasses were chilled, which is great because you're, you can't chug, like you can down a margarita within a few minutes because it's like sweet where a. Dirty martini, you're not going to down. Like, no. you're sipping it. Yeah. So it is nice if the glass is chilled because it stays cold. And there's no ice cubes in it. So, like, you want the glass to be chilled. They're a fad, and I hope they're going to stay because they're great. I think they will. That's our New York 5Fs. And that <laughs> leads us into the foodie. You know what song is in my head right now, thinking about him? What? Do you believe in magic? Good one. It's from, like, Disney Channel. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good one. So on that note, and we do believe after this interview, yo, you'll definitely. After this interview. So Josh, tell us a little about yourself, where are you from and what do you do? Well, I'm from, I'm from New York. Uh, from zero to 10, I grew up in Kew Gardens, Queens. But then when I was 10, I moved to a place called Stony Brook, Long Island, New York. I couldn't tell oh. from your accent. Yeah. So. <laughs> I guess I tell people I'm from Stony Brook. I'm in New York, but I've been in, been in Manhattan, New York City, my favorite city in the world since 2003. So I'm not that good at math. What is it? 19 years I've been in Manhattan. So I'm a New Yorker. Um, <laughs> known around the world as the foodie magician. What the fuck is the foodie magician? I'm literally the only magician, mentalist, comedian in the entire world that just eats at restaurants all day and all night. I don't cook. The only thing in my fridge is bottles of water not a joke i like the apartment i'm in now in the east village i have been here for like 10 years haven't cooked one meal wow well actually the second day i moved in i i attempted to cook a chicken cutlet 
on my stove and the smoke <laughs> alarm went off. And okay. I said, I'm, I'm never cooking again. That was 2012. So I never, I never really cooked a meal in my apartment. I just literally, every meal is out. I usually skip breakfast, go right into lunch and dinner, sometimes two dinners um, and snacks in between. But uh, I just eat out every meal. And when I'm not eating at restaurants, I'm doing shows around the world uh, when there's no pandemic. But um, so magic, mentalism, comedies, uh, entertaining at corporate events and private events is my full-time job. And then I spend all my money on food. So what is a mentalist comedian? Well, well, I think you know what a comedian is, but maybe, but uh, a mentalist, (laughs) a mentalist, a mentalist is someone who does mentalism, which is a subset of magic. So it's more like magic of the mind, like reading uh, the illusion of reading minds, mental magic, not like card tricks, pick a card. And I used to do card tricks, pick a card, find the card. It's more like think of something in your mind and I'll, I'll attempt to read your mind or, or it's, 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 it's all like the magic of the mind. So, wow. but a mentalist is a type of also a type of entertainer. I'm really on my business card says I'm really an entertainer. My goal in life is to uh, make people smile, laugh, and sometimes cry with joy. So my goal is to entertain, but I utilize mentalism and magic. And again, mentalism, it's the magic of the mind. Think of stuff. And I, I figure out ways to uh, creative ways to read your mind. So I went to a college uh, in Pennsylvania called Bucknell University. Uh, I was a business major, oh, minor in film cool. studies. Yeah, I was a minor in film studies, a business major. But my nickname at Bucknell was the card man. I used to go around to like fraternity parties and, and around campus doing card tricks to drunk fraternity people for four years. Wow. Um, so my nickname was the card man. So I, uh, a lot, most magicians, I would say, start getting, start doing magic with cards because you know they're very available and there's a lot of different trick decks of cards and card you know different ways to find people's cards but then i would say in 2010 so 12 years ago i i got into uh mentalism which as i mentioned the magic of the mind because I, I realized it was much more memorable and, and and interesting if you can get guess what someone is thinking about inside their mind as opposed to pick a card find a card which is cool but like if you can if you can guess what someone's thinking about in their mind it's much more memorable and powerful and stronger okay what am i thinking about <laughs> well i mean i don't know who's going to be listening to this so i'm at liberty to discuss that kate <laughs> <laughs> um okay so what's your earliest memory of first being introduced to magic like when did you get into it when i was like five years old my father got me a mad box uh and he asked me like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And um, I said, I want to be an actor and a magician since I was like five years old. So it's wow. ever since I, um, I've always wanted to be a magician since I was a kid. I just haven't stopped. I want to bring up the video. I'm going to try to show you the video. Uh, even uh, We're on Zoom. I mean, people listening to this won't be able to see this. Yeah. But I'm just going to show, but whatever, I'm just going to show it to you and you, uh, I'll just, the, they can hear what I said. So I actually have the video when I started, but here, I'm going to show it to you. And then you made yourself here. like that. Wait. So what your listeners are hearing right now. Anyway, so that was that. That's me at five years old. But so I got this magic box. I'm showing you guys the ma- this magic box I got when I was five. I just haven't stopped. So I bit the magic bug at five years old, a couple of years ago, and uh, I just haven't stopped. Did wow. you ever? think about pursuing a different career like at any point of like your teenage young adult life even I at mean, Bucknell like what did you no, say? No. great question well um when I was in high school I want I wanted well I wanted to 
go to the NBA at one point. I remember that. Really? And then I was, and then I realized and I used to play basketball. Well, I mean, I, I played basketball in, in high school, but then I was like, yeah, I'm probably not going to go to the NBA. But then yeah. when I graduated from high school, like senior year in high school, I was like, you know what? I want to, I want to be the next, like, uh, I wanted to be an actor and director. I want to be the next, like Woody Allen without sleeping with my adopted daughter. Uh, <laughs> but, um, so I was into like acting and direct, not, well, I was actually more into like film. I was a film studies minor, but I was always, but even though I had a passion for film in high school and college, I still was also more passionate about entertaining people and making, or at least attempting to make people laugh and smile. So, um, I mean, you know, actor director was, was, was a thought when I was in college, but, but entertaining has been my passion since I was born. You know, my name is Josh, which is kind of a metaphor for my life. Have you ever, have you ever heard the saying, I'm just joshing you? Yes. yes. I, yeah. Oh, wow. I, I've been joshing people since 1980. So that's kind of a metaphor for me. So were you always like from once you graduated, did you just go straight into doing your own magic? So, and whatnot? so I graduated college in 2002 and I, I wanted to. So I actually I was like, you know, I, I don't want to like I was a bit I had a business degree. It's like I don't want to work in finance and make millions of dollars. I want to entertain. So I actually started doing stand up comedy for a couple of months. Uh, and I did about, you know, these new talent showcases at all the big clubs, Caroline's the comedy seller, uh, stand up New York. But you can't really make money start you unless you're like, you know, Chris Rock or Jerry Seinfeld to get into comedy and, you know, pay the bills. It's pretty tough. So I had to get a day job. So I did have a day job from 2003 to 2008 in the financial industry, but not like trader or analyst. I was like getting people lunches. I was like doing like administrative <laughs> assistant stuff. Yeah. And then I would, then I would party and entertain every night and weekend. I would network, you know, meet with the, uh, you know, connect with event planners and stuff. So I had a day job for five years. And then in 2008, I was able to uh, not have a day job and just perform uh, at private events full time. So I've been entertaining really yeah. a day job since 2008. What? So you were able to then turn like your passion into your full time job at that point. Yes, correct. Yeah. Wow. Good for you. That's awesome. Were your parents always supportive? Yes. Yeah. My parents are wonderful. They're all yeah they're always they support that's great what well, you got a little foodie magish yeah <laughs> um what okay what was the moment when you were like damn i made it probably in 2011 there was a two-page cover story in the dining section of the new york times about this uh magician uh he's kind of like david blaney and anybody but also like an anthony bourdain and he, he re- guesses people's favorite restaurants uh, and that magician, by the way, was me. Uh, <laughs> there was a two-page cover story in the New York Times, uh, September twenty-eighth, two thousand eleven. It's hanging on my wall. Uh, so that kind of that's kind of that article kind of put me on the international international map. So that's when I knew I probably made it. So two thousand eleven, when, when the New York Times wrote about me. That's really epic. How did like the whole foodie magician originate? Oh yeah, well, so that's another great question, Kate Lynn. I always been into food. I've always been a foodie, which is kind of a weird word. What the fuck is a foodie? Yeah, someone yeah, who who's not a foodie. Yeah, well, I mean, I, uh, I've started eating sushi at the age of three. Does that make me a food? I don't know. I've always been into food since I was a kid. My, you know, my father was into, they would always take me to good restaurants. Um, but I've, you know, I've always been passionate and obsessed with food. I mean, actually graduating from college and I, my passion, literally my obsession and passion switched from film. Cause I, you know, I wanted it to be this, director like uh persona so uh but then all of a sudden i i i really became obsessed with food and particularly new york city restaurants because i was i was um 
living at home right after college in Stony Brook for a couple months, mm-hmm. but before moving to Manhattan. And uh, I would like try, attempt to memorize the, the Zagat. And like, I had a list of all the restaurants I wanted to hit in Manhattan. And then when every time I would go to Manhattan, I'd like just like walk by restaurants and like, I would look at the menu and get turned on, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of weird, but to this day, I'm obsessed in, with restaurants and, and, and food. In 2006, I, I was still had a day job, but I was, and my friends and colleagues knew I was obsessed with restaurants and they would always ask me for restaurant suggestions. So I was like, you know what? I should start a blog. So I actually started a blog first on MySpace, believe it or not. Cause they're remember MySpace. Wow. They, had a, they had a place where you could have a blog. And this is before obviously Instagram and social media, 2006, I started a blog on, on MySpace and then I created a food blog called nycfoodie.com, which I still have. I don't update it anymore. I should, but I don't know. Everything's about social media, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. But in 2006, I, I started a food blog, nycfoodie.com, to document, to write about my dining experiences and to give people restaurant suggestions. So that was 2006. In 2010, four years after starting this blog, I started going to restaurants and events and I started introducing myself as the foodie magician. I don't know what, I can't really remember the first time I did it, but one, I just would go up to people like, Hey, what's up? I'm the foodie magician. And people would be like, uh, what the fuck is that? Do you do magic food? I'm like, well, I make it disappear, but I'm just a magician mentalist comedian that loves food. NYCfoodie.com is me. And I'm a magician. I'm the foodie magician. So I started saying that in 2010, uh, I, you know, it kind of separates me and created my own niche from any other magician too. And then, and then the year after I started calling myself that, that's when the New York Times wrote about me. So wow. yeah, I just started doing it. Foodie magician. Yeah. It wow, just I felt right. Know that story, but I do know you love food. What, who's the coolest person that you've done magic for? Well, cool. Besides cool, us. Cool. Yeah. You guys cool is a weird term. Like, I mean, I obviously have entertained a lot of celebrities and whatnot. Like to you, like a, yeah, it could cool be a subjective. It could be a celebrity, or it could be just like someone you were like, "Oh my god, like this is dope." Oh, actually, I do know. Well, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, honestly, I love entertaining. My, you know, my magic and entertainment and mind reading is universal. So I love entertaining uh, the barista at my coffee shop yeah. to you know billionaire friend of mine. But um, two year around two or three two years ago, I, I was I did a show in the apartment of um. Mike Myers, Austin Powers, Wayne's World. And I was like, wow. I do a show for his wife's birthday in the living room uh, in his apartment. I'm, I do a show and, I, and I'm like, after the show, I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I grew up watching, you know, Wayne's World and Saturday Night Live and Austin Powers. And I was like, now I'm like literally in this dude's living room entertaining the entertainer. Right. Like, this guy's like, and I was like, wow, like that's, that was pretty cool. Like this was the guy I grew up watching. Like, and I was a fan. Right, of him, right. But, like a full um, circle moment. I mean, I've done shows for everyone. I mean, I, the, the, I did a show for the Brooklyn Nets last year, the whole team. That's a good um, one. Like when I was in high school, I, you know, I've done magic for, I remember my, my favorite basketball player was John Starks when, when I was like in high school. Starks yeah. The New York Knicks. I, I've done magic with him. And uh, once I was at an event with him, who else? I, I've, I've done charity events with Jay-Z. Do you ever like when it is a big name person, let's say, do you get nervous or not really? You feel like you're just. I never really get nervous. Like, I love performing. And I, sometimes I'll get ex- excited and anxious. Yeah. Anxious. But... Do you practice? Like, how does one learn and become like a mentalist, magician, um, comedian? Like, I'm so intrigued. So, so my, pra- my personal practice is pr- by performing for people. Mm-hmm. That's how, like, when I was in high school, I would go up. When I was in high school, I would go up to everyone, you know, and 
whatever in the hallways and be like, Hey, you want to see a card trick? And I would do that. And then someone, I remember one girl started calling me card boy. Then when I went to college and started doing magic to all the fraternity people and all the yeah. parties, they started calling me card man. So I went from card boy to card man. It was like my entertainment uh, bar mitzvah. Uh, by the way, it was never bar mitzvah, but, uh, that was, but so magicians and mentalists, uh, how you learn and it's all learned by the way, anyone could do it. You just go to magic stores or you go online. Everything's online now, of course, but, and you buy books, you could buy books. And I was uh, DVDs, of course, when DVDs are around streaming, it's all out there. It's all learned. It's yeah. self-taught. Self-taught. Yeah. I got, yeah. I get books and, and I, you know, you could buy, you could buy tricks. It's all out there. It's all out there on the internet now, of course. And, and there's magic stores in every city. So do you have any specific magician that inspired you or that you were like, I want to follow their path or whatever? Or you kind of just forged your own. Right. Well, I remember when I was around 17, I saw um, this guy named David Blaine on TV and I, and he was, and he was specializing more in what you call street magic, you know, going up to people on the street and card tricks. But I saw him do this, his show and I was pretty impressed. And I was into magic then because I was into magic at the age of five. I was like, well, this is cool. And I saw him do one trick. I was like on, on the TV show, I was like, what? Wait a minute, I could do that. I figured out how to do it, like just by watching it. So I, I went to my dad, uh, like the next day, I'm like, dad, think of a card from this deck of cards. If you think about it, uh, if I get you the card that you think about, you'll get me a Jeep Grand Cherokee. Because that was the cool car back in the, right. in the 90s. Well, what? I got the card. I got the card that he thought about, but I never got the card. But, but, um, but that was, then I started creating, like taking multiple uh, different sleight of hand moves with a deck of cards that I had learned from like, different sources being uh, like a magician taught me one move and uh, I re- read some books and I just created a bunch of like different card tricks when I was in high school. So David Blaine was a good inspiration who I've met before, by the way. And uh, what happens uh, when two magicians get together? Do you have like a magic <laughs> show off? Well, it's I, I hang out more with like chefs and people in the food world and podcasters than magicians. I have a couple of magicians friends. Some magicians are, are competitive uh, but I have a couple of friends that there are, and some magicians like to, um, you know, have, uh, ma- not magic offs, but like share like tricks and right. insight. out of all of your tricks, which one would you say gets the crowd going? Yeah. Like what? Well, I mean, I have a signature trick that, that the New York times, I, as I alluded to earlier, um, wrote about, which is I have people think of restaurants in their mind and I attempt to or i guess the restaurant they're thinking about that's the same the signature trick of the foodie magician is you think of a restaurant i guess your restaurant so i do that all over restaurant well let me do let me try this so mariana do you have your phone on you yes i'm gonna i i'm so on on zoom is it gonna be i'm gonna text mariana a phone number right now yeah uh, to it's gonna be to a restaurant in new york there's twenty seven thousand restaurants uh did you get my text message mariana yes it's a phone number don't show that to caitlin don't show the number I don't know so phone 20, numbers off the top of my head. There's, 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 there's uh, 27,000 restaurants in New York. But by the way, it's 11.21 a.m. So some are not open right now, but, mm-hmm. and we'll just try this. And, and, oh, you should know also the theme of my show. When I do shows, uh, I do shows on Zoom, by the way, uh, because of the pandemic. But uh, now, and of course I do shows all over the world too, when there's no pandemic. But now things are starting to open up. But anyways, um, my shows are about connection. The theme of my show and the theme of life really is we're all connected. That's what it's all about. Um, connection, positivity. But Mariana, you have a restaurant in your mind that no one knows you, not even Mariana. Before you say this out loud, you should know that I texted Mariana a phone number to one restaurant in New York. Is it the one in your mind? I don't know. I don't think we've ever met till right now. And by the way, you look amazing, even though, even through a screen. Uh, <laughs> Thank you Caitlin, so what, much. What restaurant, but you have a restaurant in your mind? Yeah, I do. Uh, what restaurant did you think about? Should I say it? Sure. Kima. 
Oh, is, isn't there um one in Flatiron? Yeah. Oh, isn't there one in Hudson Yards too? Yeah. All right, so be, you could have thought of any restaurant. You could have thought about Jean George. You could have about Danielle, ABC Kitchen. Thousands of restaurants. Twenty. There's actually twenty seven thousand. I googled it. Some are open. Uh, before you said that out loud, we all heard it. Uh, Mariana, I texted you a phone number. Can you call that number right now and put it on speakerphone? Oh my god. Calling <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. And what time they're open till? What time are you guys open for lunch? Eleven thirty. Perfect. Thank Make you sure so much. Kima, Kima Flatiron, right? Yeah, Kima Flatiron. All right, good. You just got footy. And it was Kima Flatiron. I was like, I'm yeah. not going to be too specific just oh, in case, but I swear it was Kima Flatiron. So before, so I, before you even said that out loud, I texted the number to Kima. And there you go. By the way, I, I know where we're going for lunch today. Getting that Greek salad and some octopus. <laughs> Yo, you're really crazy. You know what was the crit like to me when I was like, holy shit. What? When you guessed that woman's phone number in my mom's phone. And it was a woman my mom literally has. You showed me like this trick. Years. Yeah. I that was it. crazy. Wow. That was really crazy. How did you know? I was thinking of Kima. Uh, I'll tell you how. how I'm good at my job. I'm good at my job. You're very good. Very you good are definitely job. a mentalist. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was really good. I'm um, just glad you didn't go with Applebee's. That would have been awkward. Uh, anyways, um, <laughs> is there an Applebee's in Manhattan? I have no idea. I think there was used to be one in Times Square. Anyways, it's probably if there was one, it was there. Um, mm-hmm. You wow. mentioned that you've done Zoom magic shows, like with the pandemic and whatever. Yeah, I did. yeah. So, what was it like during COVID, like running a magic business virtually? Because magic is so you know, like it's interactive. Yeah. yeah. Well, March of 2020, when I found out everything was shutting down, I was like, and I'm in the live events industry. I was like, Oh, looks like I'm making $0 this year. <laughs> then like, then like wow, you're so optimistic. somehow I was, I was able to take my live show and evolve it into virtual. Um, so like late March, early April, I, I created a virtual show and, and it's still evolving, but I mean, I prefer live shows, but I was able to, uh, my clients were reaching out because everyone was bored and, you know, locked down. So they, everyone wanted entertainment. Everyone was doing these zoom meetings. So I was able to uh, pivot, make the pivot and do a lot of shows, um, hundreds of shows on, on zoom and WebEx and Google meet, whatever. I but love so it was, it was, I mean, so it was fine. I, I mean, it's cool. Cause I'm like, I just did a trick to you over zoom. Like I'm literally in my kitchen counter, like reading minds. But, you know, it's a, and for 45 minutes, uh, usually the show is. And so that's cool. And I can make money, but I, I do prefer the live interaction because there's nothing as an entertainer, there's nothing like entertaining a hundred people on mute, you know, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was amazing. Everyone's like, and I'm like, yep. Yeah. I'm like, so yeah. That was awesome. yeah. Why is like, why is that guy saying his tricks are amazing? Well, I'm like, I have to boost my own self-esteem people. I'm a self-esteem yeah. people. But so it was fine. I prefer the live events, but I was able to pivot. You know, you got to roll with the punches with anything in life, you know? Yeah. So now that you are back in doing a lot of things in person, I feel like you're always traveling every time I speak to you Mm -hmm. or you're at a restaurant. How do you deal with like not getting burnt out? Cause you're always out and about. I don't get burnt out. I, well, I enjoy First of all, I enjoy traveling. It's one of my magic. I do love traveling. So I like, and then when I get to travel, like for a show, I'll, I also get, if it's in a different city, that's not New York, I also get to explore the culinary scene of each city. So if I have a show, like I had a show a week ago in like San Francisco. So I went a day before, you know, to hit some restaurants and I stayed a day after to hit more restaurants. So 
it's really, I'm just living the dream by eating and entertaining every day. So I don't get burnt out. I, I, you know, I don't take anything for granted. I appreciate every moment, you know, like when I go to restaurants and I see these cooks and chefs, like working their asses off for not that much money, like, you know, making me a, you know, steak or a roasted chicken. And like, I'm like, these guys are working hard. I I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to make people laugh and smile. So I I don't get burnt out. I really, I mean, it does take, when I do like hour shows, it it does get exhausting because I have to, I mean, it is work because I have to, you know, read minds. I have to make people laugh. I got to memorize names. It's a whole thing, but it's enjoyable. It, you know, but my, my business uh, is pleasurable. So it's not really, I don't get burnt out. You enjoy what you do. Do you ever like watch what you eat? Like in terms of health or you, I know you take a lot of steps. So like, how, like, how do you not gain weight? I was going to say, how do you stay in shape? So well, I'm wearing, I wear, a, I, wear only black, I, I wear only black shirts and I suck in very hard. I probably broke a ribbon rib right now talking to you guys. I'm sucking in so hard, but I mean, yeah, as you said, I fuck with steps. I, I try to walk like 10 miles. I attempt when it's above like 40 degrees. I'll try to walk 10 miles a day. Oh, so today you'll be hitting 10 miles. It's 60 and sunny in New York. Let's see what I got so far. It's 1130 AM. I'm already at, um, I did 15,800 steps yesterday. I'm at 2.7 miles. And I, so like, if oh, I can get another, mile, I just walk around. That's the, that's the, that's the a pro of not having a day job. I can just <laughs> yeah. walk around New York from restaurant to restaurant. So yeah, that's what I, and I guess I, I don't really watch what I eat. I wouldn't mind losing a couple LBs, but it's fine. <laughs> My best trick probably is making food disappear. That's probably my number one trick. Because you eat it? Yeah, exactly. Love that. So do you, like, because you're such a foodie, do you mostly, like, do a lot of restaurants invite you to come in and say, oh, we want you to come and post or, like, do a few tricks? Like, how does that work? No, I get get invited. I get invited to restaurants every day or every week from different, from owners or chefs or publicists ask me to come into the restaurant, which is cool and great, but I like to go where I want, when I want, I don't want my uh, life dictated by a publicist or someone else. And I, but I never, I rarely know where I'm going. I usually, I like to let the universe guide me. So I, I like, to, and I'm very spontaneous. So I usually don't know where I'm going. I mean, like tonight I know where I'm going because I have some friends that have never been to Carbone that want to go to Carbone, you know? you know, that new restaurant that no one knows about called, yeah. um, um, but anyways, but I know I would say not like last night I had dinner at a new sushi omakase restaurant called Matsunori. I had never been there, but it was very good. $68, 12 piece, uh, plus a hand roll omakase, wow. very good restaurant. Okay. In Side. So I, I like to try new restaurants too. I like to like be on the pulse and my, my goal with the food stuff is, uh, not only to eat great food, but to like get, uh, let people know and share with uh, the world, like places to eat. So, I mean, sometimes I'll go to restaurants that I get invited to, uh, especially if I want to go there anyways. But um, I never, I rarely, I would say nine out of 10 of my meals, I don't, I, are not planned. It's just spontaneous. Wow. That's what I, that's what I honestly really like about you and your Instagram. I, a lot of the restaurants you post, I've never heard of. Like you don't go to like the stereotype, like the Carbones, like the super, yeah. super trendy, just like tonight. <laughs> spots everyone goes tonight. to. So, I mean, it's cool to like get ideas for new restaurants and you post great pics. Do you take all of your food pictures and videos on your phone? Yeah, I use my, I use my, I use my iPhone and uh, I, I bring like a little light with me. It, well, cause obviously well, the best lights like natural, like sunlight, I guess, or daylight, but um. Obviously, if a restaurant's dark or it's night out, I like to use like a little light just to make the pictures look good. Get that food porn going. You know what I'm saying? Totally. And do you go alone? Like you're down to. Yeah, I mean, I like to do. Yeah, most of my meals are alone, I would say. 
I like, I'm like a butterfly. I like to like float around from different <laughs> restaurant to restaurant, party to party. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I have no problem eating solo. I love that. Do you ever get to sit and like enjoy your meal fully unbothered or like you can't help yourself. The magic just comes out and you start performing tricks. I mean, yeah, it's like funny yesterday. Like I was, as I said, I was eating at the sushi Omakase restaurant and um, the chef knew me from another restaurant he worked at and he was, was started telling everyone at the restaurant, how I did this amazing magic trick. Then the next thing you know, it was, I literally in the middle of the Omakase, I started doing a magic show in front of everyone at the restaurant. No, I, I can, there's times I, I'm at restaurants. I'm just eating and not, not doing tricks. Yeah. But sometimes I'm doing tricks, Well, like, especially if I'm at alone, like sitting at the bar alone and someone strikes up a conversation with me and they're like, uh, once they, and they ask me what I do and they're, I'd, once I'd say I'm a magician or a mentalist, the next thing hundred percent of the time is right after that is they go, show me a trick, you know? So yeah. it's always dinner and a show with the foodie magician, but I get to relax sometimes too. So when you're not eating or doing <laughs> magic, what do you like doing in your downtime? Like, and not walking and not walking. Well, those are the three things. Well, that's pretty much, I only like to do four things in life, eat at restaurants, entertain, walk and travel. That's all. That's pretty much all I'm doing. That's all I do. That's all I like to do. That's all yeah, I want to do. Not like a big partier. Well, I used to, I used to go to a lot of events and parties like, and I used to suffer. Uh, uh, I mean, the, the pandemic made my FOMO disappear a little bit. But I used to go to like five parties a night from bounce around. I'm, but I don't, I don't, I don't drink anymore. So I, I just like gummies. I don't, I don't do booze. I stopped drinking in 2000, 2018 was my last drink because I woke up hungover one night, uh, one day, well, New Year's Day, uh, and and I was like, I, f- I feel like shit. What can I do to never feel this way again? So I just, I just stopped drinking a hundred percent. Not that I had an issue. Uh-huh. Good for you. I promise myself that all the time. But I do, I do like the gummies. I like five milligram yeah. gummies. Honestly, with the amount of money you probably spend on food, better off that you don't drink. <laughs> yeah. Probably cuts your bills like almost in half. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I don't, and since I eat so much food, it kills, the, it, it's not that many calories, you know? Yeah, totally. Okay. Um, and then do you have like a team behind you that work with you or are you like on your own planning your own? Like, how do you ma- keep track of all the shows you have, all the traveling you have, like, do you have an assistant? Your assistant? No, no, it's all me. I don't have any assistants. I literally do everything myself. Wow. Bookings, travel, I do it all myself. How do you, like, stay inspired with this, like, crazy schedule and come up with your shows, new tricks, etc.? Well, I mean, I'm, in terms of tricks, like, I'm getting, I get, you know, I get emails every day from, like, magic stores and online magic shops for, like, date, tr- telling me about their new trick. I mean, I have a lot of, I actually own a lot of tricks in my apartment that I have never even opened. I just like to have it. But, you know, my goal is to really, I, I don't add that many tricks to my show often because my, my goal is to like get to deliver what you're thinking about in your mind in a creative and an entertaining way. But I'm always inspired. I, a lot of times also, I'll, 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 you have to work backwards. Like I know what I want to happen in a trick. And I have to figure out a way and a method to have that happen. So you, I know the ending first, I'll have to work backwards almost, you know? Right. I can't believe you knew I was thinking about chemo. I, I know that was crazy. Just like out of curiosity, do you have to, to make sure, let's say you don't want a magician to steal one of your signature tricks. Like, can you patent like a trick? Like, can you basically yeah, you reserve your rights to owning a trick? My, my stuff, everything's based off, a lot of stuff is based off things that have already been created. Can you patent a trick? I mean, a lot of magicians release tricks that you can buy. Sometimes they have, you have to reserve, like they reserve the TV rights. 
can you pat you can patent a trick, but but then you wouldn't I guess you wouldn't really sell it then, you know? Right, right. Okay. Interesting. All right. Okay. Now we're gonna go into some like quick fire questions. Okay, sure. All right. Coolest celebrity you've ever met. Well, yeah, I guess Mike Myers is what I said, okay. right? Jay-Z's. He's fine. Wait, who else? I mean, I met a lot. To be honest, I've met a lot. Well, I mean, I've met. It was like really nice. Jay-Z. Oh. Actually, I did. A, I went up to Jay-Z and I was like floating a business card and he he like tried to swipe it and like fuck with. I was like, Jay-Z, stop trying to fuck up my trick, Mike. <laughs> Somebody. They're all they're all nice. I've done all I've done it all. Your top five, let's say, go to New York restaurants or like favorite restaurants where you've been like, that was an insane meal, which I know is this hard. So that's a great question. Because and I get asked this question every day, like, "What's your favorite restaurant?" And yeah. like, "Where should I go?" And there, and the thing, and the thing about New York is there's so many amazing restaurants. I love the four star high end restaurants, and to the dives in Chinatown where you're getting two dollars for 10, 10 dumplings. You know, yeah. But like, I think Four Charles Prime Rib is a really an amazing restaurant for from the food, the amazing food to the vibe. It's like old school New York. It's intimate. It's sexy. And the food is fabulous. But believe it, you know, they're obviously they have a great, they're famous for their burger. Uh, but the, the best King snow crabs I've, I've ever had are at four Charles prime rib. I have an affinity really? to, for the, I, what? I love snow crab. Yeah. So yeah. King uh, four Charles prime ribs is amazing. I like Lilia and Williamsburg, Brooklyn. So um, I haven't been there yet. The best focaccia in New York, hands down. I like Coach Korean Steakhouse. There's one, of course, in New York and Miami. I mean, I like literally hundreds of different restaurants. The be- One of the best restaurants I went to this year is called Jua, J-U-A. It's a Korean tasting menu. In fact, the Korean food in New York City is incredible. Korean is like the new Japanese. Um, there's a great Korean restaurant on First Avenue and 7th Street, also called Oiji, O-I-J-I. It's really good. There's uh, I'm a sushi addict. I mean, sushi is the food I can eat every day. And there's the sushi in New York is amazing. There's like, you can get like the $300, $400, $200 omakases. And then there's these, a lot of omakases, like when I went to last night, Matsunori that are under a hundred dollars. So there's a place in the, and I live in the East Village. So like you got Sushi Kai on 9th Street. You got Shin East on East 7th Street. Sushi Bayam, Sushi on Jones. All these little like great bang for your buck sushi restaurants I love. Um, but there's a lot. There's a lot of great restaurants. Yeah. Do you ever have a hard time getting reservations? Like, do you even have to make a reservation or do you just walk in? I'm, you're like, I'm the foodie magician. I mean, depends which restaurant, but you, um, I mean, sometimes I like to just walk in, but some, some restaurants that are very busy, you have to make reservations at. Okay. You have to bring me to Fort Charles because I've never, I've never been. I, I really want to try the honestly. burger. Oh, yeah. We should, yeah, we'll do a, we have to go to Fort Charles hundred percent. Okay. I really want to go. Do you have a favorite cuisine? Sushi. Okay, me too. Like if, if you told me you have, I have to eat sushi every day for the rest of my life till the day I die, I'd be like, sure. I mean, yeah. in fact, I eat so much sushi, sushi. People are like, you probably have mercury poisoning. And Bring I'm it like, on. And I'm like, if I'm going to die, I want to die from eating too much sushi. Totally. I know you don't drink, but like your favorite spots to go hang out at in New York, like whether it's like going out, like, or just like a lounge vibe, but what do you prefer if you're not going to like, let's say a restaurant to just go chill? Uh, well, I like to go to this uh, coffee shop called Boris and Horton every five times a day that you know about Mariana, yeah. uh, which is a dog cafe. I, I don't have a dog, but I love dogs. And Boris and Horton on 12th street and Avenue A is literally a, a coffee shop where you go with your dog, you get your coffee and then you let your dog run around this place. 
The dogs are drinking lattes. The dogs are humping each other. I go five times a day. It's a great place. The happiest place on earth. I like Boris Norton a lot to look at dogs. I love dogs. Yeah. I have another coffee shop I go to called Abrasso every morning, A-B-R-A-C-O, which is my favorite coffee shop in New York because it has the strongest cold brew I've ever had. And I, believe it or not, drink a lot of coffee. So Abrasso I like. I think the Bowery Hotel is pro- is like a really cool place. The, lo- the Bowery Hotel lobby and, bar- and bar is like probably one, oh, just a great place to chill. And, you know, I'm a member of Soho House. So I go to, you know, I do shows at Soho House, Ludlow House, Dumbo House. You know, I do those private clubs. I think Bowery Hotel is pretty cool. Yeah, that's a good one. Do you have a favorite place you've traveled for magic or work? Yeah. Oh, well, the coolest place I've done a show in was probably Bali. I did, a, I did, I performed at someone's 60th birthday party in Bali, like literally like, so it was like, and then it's like a flu, like 20 hour flight to Singapore, Bali did. And like was spent three days in actually just, then I just went toured around Bali and Singapore after, after the show, it was like a three day thing, but, um, so Bali is pretty cool. The fa- my favorite place to eat probably besides New York is San Sebastian, Spain is an amazing culinary town. San Sebastian, Spain, a vast country is amazing. All these little pinchos bars. Wow. Wow. That's really, really cool. Okay. What's your favorite indulgence? Like food wise, like what's your favorite treat that you're like, okay, this is really unhealthy, but like I'm going in. I mean, I do. I like, I like a lot of cheeseburgers. Me like, too. I, I try to limit, I want to, I always know like I should limit the red meat so I don't have a heart attack, but my favorite burger in New York, and there's a lot of great burgers in New York, is probably Red Hook Tavern. In fact, they just had a basement. Oh, good. I've never Red been Hook, there. Red Hook Tavern is my favorite burger in New York. They just had a, actually a fire in the basement. So I think they have to rebuild wow. a little bit, but, um, so we're, my, my thoughts are with them, but, um, there's a lot of great burgers in New York, but Red Hook Tavern is probably the best. Do you have a favorite late night food spot? Ooh, Ooh I love, so late night food. I love, um, but uh, like I like Koreatown. Koreatown's open late. Ooh, that's is right by my apartment, actually. Yeah, you just walk down 32nd Street between fifth and sixth or between Madison. Yeah. And it's all these great Korean restaurants. Uh Blue Ribbon Brasserie, though, on Sullivan Street. Um before the pandemic used to be open to like 4 a.m. I don't know if they I think they probably limited their hours recently, but Blue Ribbon Brasserie is probably the I think the all-around best late night restaurant in New York on Sullivan. Blue Ribbon Brasserie. That is cool. Oh, and then and then sometimes I'll order if I order if I have the munchies at two a.m. I'll order from Empanada Mama. They deliver like I think they're open all night. Do you have a proudest moment? A proudest moment? I mean, the art getting an article in New York Times was pretty pretty cool. Yeah, I'd say so. Okay, thought, and- well, I actually, and also I was on like the Late Night with Seth Meyers show. That was pretty good. What? That's really cool. Who's your biggest inspiration or like your role model? It doesn't have to be a magician, obviously, just like in general. My inspirations would be Anthony Bourdain for sure. Like he does, I mean, I, he, I pretty much do what he does, which is just travel the world and meet different people, learn about different cultures. I love RIP, love him. And sadly to say also Robin Williams, two people that unfortunately are no longer with us, but you know, uh, Robin Williams also, I thought it was a comedic genius. Yeah, I loved his so improvisational comic abilities so anthony bourdain and, and robin williams are two big inspirations all right well, foodie. Oh, but real quick but real quick because you got we were talking about like magic and new magic and i just realized and i want to practice something because i do like i literally just figured out a new trick because people are always like how do i do it and well here i'm working on something so okay. oh god i'm just so your listeners know i have a bottle of water yeah and a glass right yep and some people are and i do you know what jesus christ was famous for Oh, he turned oh, it the, into wine. He turned well, water. Well, I'm going to try to do right now. So do you see the water? 
Wait, you're going to turn water into wine right now? I'm going to attempt to. I've never done this before. Wish me luck. I know. Ready? All right. Good, good luck. luck. So tell your, tell your audience, your listeners, what I'm doing right now. So Foodie right now has a bottle of water, like a literally a bottle of water and a wine glass. And he empty. is going empty, and wine, empty wine glass, clear, clear water bottle and clear wine glass. And he's going to, he's pouring, he's pouring the water into, shut the, what, what the fuck? Tell them what happened. <laughs> the, the water turned into wine is that a cabernet a pinot merlot uh anyways um and that you just got foodie magician i j- and what am i is it jesus christ reincarnated yeah wait a minute oh, all right that works between chemo and that like what is going on my brain <laughs> wow that was very impressive how did you do that um, magic Okay, where can everybody find you if people want to like reach out or um well, foodiemagician.com foodiemagician.com is my website. You can contact me there or you can DM me at foodie magician if you my, my Instagram unfortunately is just food, mainly food. I in fact I want to do the, the trick I just showed. I want I don't do a lot really much magic on the Instagram. It's more like food, 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 just to, but I like the trick I just showed you where I turned water into wine in front of you guys. I want to put I'm gonna put that on my Instagram soon. But so foodiemagician.com. So Josh at foodiemagician.com is my email or Foodie Magi- or at Foodie Magician on Instagram. Those are the two best places to find me. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. I hope thank you. you. I'm soon. so nice. Maybe at Forge and Horton or maybe at Fort Charles Pembroke or maybe yeah. walking or you'll just see me walking the streets <laughs> in New York. Perfect. <laughs> steps. I'll Perfect. catch you on foot. <laughs> All right. Well, have All a magical right. week. I'll see you guys soon. Thank you. Yeah, we'll see you soon. Same Bye, to Josh. you. Bye. It's a-